Misty Seibel, your host. Welcome to Start With Self. If you've listened to my podcast at all, ever, before, you will immediately notice the difference. I changed my podcast title, the name, and I'm going to talk today about why and how this has affected me and how this will hopefully bring new connections and heart awareness to the people that are listening. I drew a tarot card for today's episode and I'm actually really excited about it because it's the Ten of Cups. So the Ten of Cups is the symbol for community, harmony, divine connections, wholeness. It's basically bringing harmony and love into relationships which creates a wholeness or oneness about those relationships. This is the perfect card for me to start on this new podcast journey because it's going to bring me, hopefully, new connections, new relationships, and bring me closer to the oneness that I'm searching for that I've been working towards. For the past few months, I've been hearing this phrase, start with self. In meditations, I've written it in my journals, I actually remind myself of it quite often as well. This journey for me, and I say this journey, maybe let's call it a healing journey, a spiritual journey, an empowering journey. It all started for me back in 2020. So I'm three full years in, 2020 full year, 2021 full year, 2022 full year, and we are in the first day of May in 2023. So I'm going on my fourth year of this spiritual journey. And I swear, March and April of this year have been so eye-opening for me. I felt such an energetic shift. And I think this is why it's time for me to change my podcast. Sweet Home Cybel felt very general. I could go in any direction. I could go in a design direction. If you've listened to my past episodes, you know that that's where my educational background is. I could go in a make your mind a sweet home direction. I could go in make your home a sweet direction. So it was very general and I felt very safe under the umbrella of multiple directions I could choose. The past two months have really put me into alignment with my values and my self-worth and my goals. My desire for this podcast truly is to help people awaken to the fact that they can heal themselves. I'm not here to heal you. I'm not here to tell you you need to heal. But I am here to tell you that you can heal yourself. This whole concept is starting within you. Every desire, every achievement, every success, every love, relationship, harmony that you're searching for, if you're searching for it outside of you, it's very elusive. But the moment that you realize that you start within yourself, everything flows from there. And this pivotal shift in my mind has happened over the last two months, I would say the most. Because even 2020, 2021, even in 2022, I was seeking validation outside of myself. I'm learning all of these spiritual practices. I'm learning the philosophies. I'm integrating all of this information. But the key point 
was that I was not looking within me to shift my life. I was still externally searching. And in the past two months, I really have felt like I am starting to understand that it truly is within you. And this is how we really start to change our lives. And this is how we really start to grow into wholeness and oneness with ourselves, which inevitably puts us at oneness with our environment, which then puts us in oneness with the collective. And that's really where we want to be because that's how we're going to evolve as a human species. Start with self is new and it feels exciting. It also feels very one directional, which helps me in my content. It will help me how I'm speaking and what topics I'm speaking about. I'm not going back and forth anymore. It really feels true to me that I'm going to share my story. I'm going to share how I started healing myself and continue to heal myself because it is a lifelong journey and there's always more to learn and always more to grow into. But I felt really alone for the first two or three years. I felt really misunderstood. I felt like I couldn't speak to anybody about it. I felt like my thoughts were wrong or weird or nobody would understand. And because of those feelings, now I want to put myself out there so that if anybody else felt that way, maybe they won't have as harsh a time going through their journey. When we feel shameful or guilt for the transformations that we're going through, it slows down our transformation. For me, for a long time, I didn't have anyone that I felt I could lean into. I didn't feel like I could open up. And that's not on anybody else. That's on me. This is what I'm realizing. All of this started and ended within me. Now I realize the only way to progress and to help people heal is to share the internal thoughts and feelings that I went through, that I'm still going through, in hopes that it resonates with someone out there going through something similar. Maybe it's not the exact same experience, but when we can water all of our experiences down, they all reflect the same things because at the end of the day, we are all one collective whole and we all go through the same things in varying degrees, in different experiences, but we all experience life as humans and that's the point we want to heal whatever it is that we've gone through and not feel shameful about wanting to change and wanting to feel light and at peace if you're surrounded by people who don't understand or don't want that or just haven't gotten there yet I want to put myself out there so that you can lean on me and I can lean on you and this podcast can be one of those safe places for you. So with all of that, I think the best place for me to start is to give you the story of why I decided to switch Sweet Home Cybel to start with self. I will dive into this story more and over multiple episodes over the next few weeks. But the gist and the synopsis for today I had a family, mom, dad, brother, growing up, and everything was normal and everything was peachy keen for about 15 to 16 years of my life. After that, things got extremely rocky and I hit 
rock bottom with my family, as did each one of my family members in their own separate ways, in their own experiences, to the point where I felt specifically at 18 to 20 years old, I felt entirely alone. I felt I didn't have a support system. I felt as if this family that I had, that I leaned on, that I trusted as a unit, as a support system, turned out to be an illusion, turned out to be a lie. And then I was thrust into independence without a support system, and I didn't ask for that. And I was angry about that for a very long time. It took me from 20 to 27 or 8 to lessen the feelings of anger, the feelings of needing to fix it, the feelings of needing to be the peacemaker with all of my family members. It took so much trial and error in those years for me to realize maybe I should just try and change me and my perspective on it. And that's where 2020 hit. I was thrust into facing myself. When I quit my job right before the pandemic shut everything down, I had no idea that I would have a bunch of alone time. And in that alone time, I'm sure many of you can relate, you're faced with choices every day on what to do. And especially because I didn't have a job, I had a lot of free time and that was scary. I had filled my time, I had filled my busy schedule so that I really didn't have to face myself. I didn't have to think about all of the shit that went down with my family. I pushed it down. I pushed it down. I swept it under the rug. That's what I was taught. That's what I thought that you did with emotions. And I didn't acknowledge them. Well, turns out when you're facing yourself, a lot of these emotions come to the surface because they want to be healed. Like I've said in plenty of my past episodes, when you experience emotions over and over again, they come up because they're being triggered by something. It's also your body saying, hey, it's a time to look at me, maybe so that you can release me. It took me two plus years during this time from 2020 to now to realize that I can release old emotions, that that's actually a practice that I can put into play in my life. And in the last year, I've realized that I can choose differently. I can choose a different perspective and I can put up boundaries when something outside of me doesn't feel good inside of me. I can put up boundaries with people. I can put up boundaries with situations. And in the past two months, I have received the core reason of this emotion. So I'm going to explain that today because this is something that I'm still currently working through to try to heal. This is my core wound that over the past three and a half years has been so elusive. I've been dancing around the bush of it. I've been understanding the concepts, but over the past two months, I have been drilled down to, I have finally reached the root cause of all of these emotions that I have unearthed over the last three years. Because my family, which I trusted, which I found security in, crumbled and turned out to be a lie, I subconsciously, unconsciously, 
took that to be the truth of life. Meaning, my emotional state truly never thought that I could be able to trust anyone again. Because when you put your whole heart and your whole love into something and then it turns out to be false, that is the biggest heartbreak. When I met Steve, we got married, everything was fine because I was still supporting myself. Financially, I still had an out. I could leave him because I had a job. And not to say that I wanted to leave him. I'm talking all of this is unconscious. This is all just being unearthed to me recently. When it was happening, I wasn't aware of it. Because I could financially rely on myself, I didn't feel as scared, I would say, or fearful that Steve might leave, he might die, the illusion of this perfect new family I've created, even if it is a lie, like I am safe because I have my finances, I have my independence, I haven't put my full trust into him. It was a defense mechanism. Like here I am jumping into a new type of family, but at the same time, I'm carrying this gut wound that I experienced from my original family unit crumbling into my new family. So I'm guarded, I'm defensive, And even on the outside, if it didn't look that way to Steve, internally, that was always the undercurrent of my thoughts and of my feelings. So much so that it propelled the way that I acted in real life. I always had an out. I always thought about what if situations. Well, what if Steve dies? What if he cheats on me? What if he leaves? And these thoughts, truthfully, came up multiple times a day in different ways and it sent my nervous system back to the place of when I actually did have a crumbling family at 18 years old. That nervous system trigger at 18 that I went through just hung on, clung on, and it became my norm, my undercurrent normal emotional state which is always fight or flight, which is always anxious, which is always worried, which is always fearful. And that is not good. (laughs) When your nervous system is constantly in fight or flight, all of your energy is going to that. So you're feeding your thoughts of this fear, which then feeds the feeling of fear, which then feeds more thoughts into fear and it becomes a cycle. And because all of your energy is going to this I'm under attack, subconsciously or unconsciously, whatever it is, there's not enough energy for creativity. There's not enough energy for imagination for a new set or direction or perspective to come in because your body and your nervous system is attuned to the fight or flight. When I quit my job in March of 2020 and then all of my other job offers went cold, I went into hyper panic mode, hyper panic mode. I'm telling you, I was having breakdowns. I was forcing myself into jobs because all of a sudden that defense mechanism of, well, I can leave because I'm financially secure was lost. All of a sudden now I don't have my own money. I don't have an out of this illusion of this perfect family that I'm creating with Steve. Because again, remember, unconsciously, I'm thinking 
that it, the same thing is going to happen with me and Steve that happened with my family because that's what the energy that I've been living in and that I'm bringing into this new family. To satiate the need of feeling independent and feeling alone and only trusting myself, again, all unconsciously, I jumped into jobs that were definitely not meant for me. I took a bartending job that I absolutely hated I nannied for three months, which was fine, but during that nannying, I was studying to get my real estate license, which I hated. I took the real estate test and passed it, which I hated. I knew the whole time I didn't like it, which at the time, okay, fine, but I knew deep down, like you always know deep down if you listen close enough. And in 2020 is when I started meditating, so I was starting to listen a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So I'm trying all these things to just foster some type of money, security, independence within me because I'm freaking out that I have to rely on someone else again outside of myself financially, which means that maybe ultimately he's going to leave somehow, some way, and I'm going to be left to pick up the pieces standing on an island alone like I had been when my family crumbled. Then I got pregnant, and that really pushed me to focus on my shadows. And I did. I worked through a lot of my shadows. I did work through my financial insecurities to the point now where I do truly feel okay relying on Steve and his income to support me while I raise Marlo and keep our household content and happy and peaceful. But that took a while. And that wasn't the only thing, the only underlying factor because I still was having anxiety. So then I thought, well, it has to be because I don't have a career. Maybe the career part is what is supposed to fill my cup. And this is what I'm supposed to be seeking. So then I do. And I'm like, okay, well, I obviously at this point am very interested in spiritual studies of any kind. So then I'm jumping into these. Well, maybe I can do hypnotherapy as a job. Maybe I can do astrology as a job. Maybe I can do tarot as a job. And this is, while admirable, it was coming from a place of fear because at the end of the day, I was being driven by my anxiety, my fear of my family crumbling. (laughs) That's why I felt like I had to have a career. I felt like, well, I can lean into my career and at least I have something if and when this new family crumbles. And again, you guys, I know this sounds so wild that I am thinking this way, But this is what's true for me. And this is what I mean by when I say start with self. I am starting with myself and I am putting myself out there and being vulnerable and telling you what I've been going through the past 15 years of my life so that maybe it helps someone else's journey be a little less harsh. Someone else might have a nugget of information that they hear in this episode that they can take with them and put in their hearts so that it's a little bit easier for them to go on their journey. So I worked through my financial instability, my financial anxiety around not having my own security. And then I worked through finding a career for my security. But there was still anxiety. I put out an episode a while ago, back in February, episode 50, about a major breakdown I had. I truly believe that 
what we went through for the nine months that we went through it, Steve and I transitioning houses and updating both houses over those nine months was meant to happen so that I could have this breakthrough. I had a mental breakdown and was absolutely done. I felt like my family was crumbling again. I wasn't ever seeing Steve. I was doing everything by myself with Marlo. He was always tired. I was always tired. There was no extra energy for imagination and play. And it was really a grinding time for my anxiety. And it all just came to a head. That was the catalyst to me finding out that this core wound wants to come to the surface so that I can become conscious of it. So then in March and in April, I really focused on this underlying anxiety. And it truly falls down to the fear of losing my family again. Before, I thought it was the fear of not having finances. I thought it was the fear of not finding my life's purpose through a career. But those things were just driven by this core fear of loss of family. Because I had gone through it before. I had experienced the loss of a family before. So it became my core wound. It's the most major thing I've been through besides childbirth. And it clung to me. That energy stuck to me. For 15 years, it's been sticking to me, directing how I feel, directing what I do, without me even being consciously aware of it. Over a series of events over the last two months, which I'll get into in the next podcast episodes, this has been brought to light. So now, the most juicy part of this episode, I have become consciously aware of my thoughts And I have started to count every time I think about losing my family. And it is multiple times a day. And before, the same thing would happen, but I was not aware of it. So it continued in a cycle. The thought of losing my family turned into a feeling of anxiety. The anxiety fed negative thoughts even more. It didn't even have to be a about family at that point. It could have just been negative thoughts of worry, of concern, of distress, which then fed the feeling of my anxiety. And this was my constant state of emotional undertones. Even if I was happy for the moment, I could be happy because of something externally. My baseline was fear of loss of my family. When I became aware of this and became consciously aware of my thoughts, I started picking up on the amount of times that I would think about this during the day. And this is what it looks like for me, or this is what it sounds like in my head. When I see Marlo's face, I look at her and I think, I feel so blessed to see this face every day. I could not even imagine not seeing it. It would break my heart. And then I would jump into the feeling of how it would feel to lose Marlo instead of Allowing that thought to float by, to come in and go out and not pay it any mind, just be like, oh, that's an interesting thought. I was recognizing that that thought immediately changed the emotions and the energy within my body, which would then change how I responded and reacted to her. Another thing, if Steve went out to get our dinner, is he going to come back? Is this the last time I'm going to see him? 
Or anytime I hear about people cheating, well, is Steve cheating on me? Because again, that's another way that he would leave. For a while, I was convinced that I was not good enough for Steve. I thought for sure he would leave. And then once I got over that, I thought, well, then it has to be that he will die. There's no way that I'm allowed to have a happy life with a happy family because the only thing I know about family life is that it eventually crumbles, is that it eventually comes out that it was a lie. So how can I find that in my new family? How can I find that when in reality, because my thoughts were thinking this way, I'm starting to create that by putting a wedge between me and Steve, by not allowing full trust in our relationship, by not building healthy codependency. I'm manifesting losing my family minute by minute, day by day, through my thoughts, which propels my actions and my feelings of pushing Steve away, not allowing him close to me, not fully trusting his word. I would get combative and defensive and like you're against me. And we have had this conversation for so many years about being teammates, being on the same team. And while yes, I could have those conversations and be like, yeah, okay, I get it. It wouldn't change. My attitude and how I responded would not change for years. This is all unearthing to me now, I think, because I'm supposed to be telling my story. I'm supposed to be helping other people see that their anxiety and their unconscious thoughts and the way that they respond to their environment most likely is from something that you are not even aware of. I feel so liberated knowing this and having this information about myself now because awareness is the first step. I'm not saying that I'm healed from this. On the contrary, this is very deep. I just cried to Steve last night because I said it's so frustrating that I understand where this is coming from. I understand now the root of it, but that doesn't mean that it's just gone. I still have to mentally rewire my brain into trusting that I'm not going to lose this family, that I can truly enjoy and put my full heart and put my full trust into this family unit that I've created because it's not the same thing and it's not the same wound as what happened previously. And Steve, bless his heart, and I think this is why we're married, he's here to help me realize that I can trust and that it is okay to let go. And he's so supportive and he has been a pivotal person in helping me change. Without him, I don't think that I would have ever come to this conclusion. But the way the brain works, it doesn't matter if it's a real experience or a perceived experience. Your body is going to react the same. Your thoughts control your emotions. And so if my thoughts are in the past, they're stuck on this past wound of losing my family, then those same thoughts are still in my brain today, still feeding my emotions, which then feeds the reaction to my external environment, even though my external environment is completely different than it was when my family unit broke up. That doesn't matter because your thoughts are your most powerful manifestation. 
So in order to not actually manifest my family breaking up once again, I'm going to change the narrative. I'm going to change the perspective. I'm going to heal this wound so that I don't have to go through it in a more crushing way. I want to learn the lesson from the past part of my family breaking up, my past family breaking up. I want to learn and heal from that lesson so that I'm not carrying it over and having to learn and heal from it in a more explosive, more deep way. Losing my husband and my child in my mind would be far worse of a wound than my family unit when I was a child breaking up. I've already been through that. That was a soft landing on a core wound. I need to heal that wound. I need to heal that completely so that the universe doesn't bring me the same lesson in a more dramatic way with the family that I have now. And I know that it starts within myself. The next few episodes, I'm going to unravel what each of these stages looked like. I hope that you will join me. If you resonated with this episode, please like, review, leave a comment, subscribe, tell a friend. That would be awesome. And I will be back next week with more. Thank you guys so much for listening and for staying and for coming back. It means the world to me. And I hope that this episode has resonated to at least one person. All right, that's all from me today. Thanks so much for listening to Start With Self. Mm -hmm.